Alright everybody, fast X yourself to something steady, because we're here with another episode of Under the Bridge, and this time, we're going under the bridge, but the bridge is a dam, and also there's a giant fireball behind us. I thought you were gonna say fast 10 in all honesty, but that also works. <laughs> nah. I will not. Yeah, especially since the movie's marketing department didn't want to go for it. <laughs> or the cast, apparently. Mm. Anyways, I'm Cody, aka the Scarlet Troll. And I am Greg, aka Greg. And we have a lot of stuff to cover. Actually, quite a bit of gaming news, some comics news, some movie news. Oh my. You know, I had a whole bit planned. Because Quentin Tarantino announced that Rick Dalton was is dead. Rick Dalton being Leonardo DiCaprio's character from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, apparently in the alternate universe caused by him accidentally averting the Manson family killings, he, hmm. he would have died this week. Oh, okay. Which makes sense, he had a long run. So I was gonna do a whole bit where I was pretending he was dead in real life and go on about his, you know, accomplishments and bounty law and what have you, and see if I could trick you and potentially some of our <laughs> listeners into thinking that this was an actual actor who was dead. Mm. And then, wouldn't you know, just today it was announced that Ray Stevenson died. Mm. And he's too high profile in the field of movies that I watch for me to ignore that. But it also didn't feel right doing that whole stupid bit and then leading into, but no, actually, somebody's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, uh, Ray Stevenson apparently died as of recording yesterday, May 21st. Cause has not been revealed as far as I can tell yet. Most notably in the comic book movie sphere, he was the Punisher in Punisher Warzone, the 2008 one. And okay. he was also Volstag in the Thor movies. Hmm. Okay. Interestingly enough, though, perhaps my favorite role of his, he was also Punisher in the Superhero Squad show. Oh. It's a dumb, stupid kids show, but boy howdy, he does this whole speech about how crime is like Brussels sprouts infecting a delicious plate of mac and cheese. <laughs> and it's just... Way more intense and way more serious than it has any right to be, even as he's going on. And I like Brussels sprouts, especially in mac and cheese, but just his mm. seething hatred for the very concept. <laughs> it's mm. really funny, and I love it. Mm. Real loss of an actor. He was also in The Other Guys. Oh, that's right. Hey, I forgot what he was, but yeah, he was in The Other he Guys. He was one of the bad guys. Oh, okay. He was not one of the other guys. He was one of the he was one of the bad other guys. <laughs> okay. Apparently he was also in memory, and I see his role listed, and apparently he would he had a decent amount of things to do, but ironically enough, for the life of me, I cannot remember anything about memory, except that he got ratted out by pigeon shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was a whole thing where they tra they found his hideout because his car had traces of like pigeon feces. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it was a bad movie. It was a bad movie, and like I said, I've already forgotten most of it. Mm. Point is, real loss of an actor. It is, indeed. Very sad. Just for the hell of it, and I'm gonna keep the bit where I ask in the recording, can you pretend to go along with this Rick Dalton bit? <laughs> <laughs> I can try my best to. <laughs> nah, you know what? I it already took too much time. F it. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to cut that part out or bleep it. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, this already took too long. This has wasted enough time. Let's go to gaming stuff. Oh boy, what do we got? Well, we're gonna start with the 
good news, or at least the news that isn't a game developer <laughs> falling face first in the mud. I was going to say, there, that was some major hesitation. Now, we're going to go into the good news. <laughs> well, it's I mean, like, oh boy. it's good in the terms of this big company's making a shit ton of money. Hmm. Tears of the Kingdom has become the fastest selling game in the history of the Legend of Zelda series, selling over 10 million units in the first three days. Jesus. Yeah. Is that Pokemon levels or not quite? Uh, I think it's about as much as Scarlet and Violet. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it's the fastest selling Switch game and fastest selling Nintendo game for any system in the Americas, apparently. Okay. Good. It's innovative. I like it. The new abilities frustrate me a little bit more than the ones in Breath of the Wild, but that's because I'm uncreative. I mean, I I gotta say, I've never really cared about Zelda, largely because I've never grew up with Nintendo stuff. Seeing some of the things that people build, normally I don't like building in games, but that is actually the aspect that makes you go, I want to play this game, because this looks like fun. People are building some absolutely broken shit, it seems like. (laughs) And here I am, with my roommate having to explain to me the physics of a paddle boat. (laughs) In my defense... The paddle boats that I'm familiar with are the ones with the big wheels on the front and the back, where the paddle is attached to the wheel and spins that oh, way. And yeah. with the stuff that I had, I couldn't figure out how to make one of those. There was another okay. way to make it, but yeah, so uh, I'm bad at physics, apparently. I mean, I've basically already seen people make actual warplanes. Right? And being an Ace Combat fan, I, and a couple people have made videos of them flying these warplanes with, like, music and sound effects from the Ace Combat games in the background. <laughs> that is, that's kind of the bits that have won me over to this game, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> but at least I'm not as bad at physics as Blizzard is at managing their image. Oh boy, what did they do this time? <laughs> well, they they unveiled their Overwatch 2 roadmap for the rest of the year. Okay. And they are cutting a big portion of the previously announced PvE modes. Isn't that the whole reason the game exists? That is the reason that they made Overwatch <laughs> 2 and shut down Overwatch 1, yes. Uh, wow. <laughs> so now they haven't... Hold on, they haven't completely gutted it. In okay. their defense, in their very weak picket fence. <laughs> it's picket fence. What have they kept, Cody? One sec. <laughs> I, I'm trying to... Nothing! You have kept nothing! <laughs> this is a lie! <laughs> I'm just seeing stuff that they scrapped. Mm. Co-op story missions. That's the whole point! Yeah. That's literally like their big thing about the game. It's like, yeah, there's going to be a story mode. It's but like... they, they scrapped the hero missions and they scrapped the planned talent trees that would let people customize their heroes' abilities. So it's Overwatch 1. I mean, yeah. So what? It's basically prettier Overwatch 1 at that point. I don't even know how much prettier it is. I mean, I don't I don't know either because I haven't played the game or watched any like current footage. But So basically they just made the first game again. So well, why shut it down to begin with? <laughs> You know what? I, I they, they, I'll have to say they did make the game prettier. They added the Joker Queen. Maybe I'm outing myself a little bit here. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Uh, Blizzard, way to go! You raised my hopes and dashed them quite expertly. That's that's amazing. Bravo! I think every time I think it can't get worse. <laughs> Boy, how funny would it be if they were just banking on this Microsoft deal to bail them out, and then it gets blocked? And then they're just left (laughs) 
doggy paddling in an ocean of their own incompetence. That would be horrific short-sightedness. Oh, I love it. But not unsurprising short-sightedness either. Yeah, imagine all the bosses in the upper level expecting that they're just going to get fired when Microsoft takes over, so they're just like, I'm just going to coast, I don't care, and then it doesn't happen and they're still stuck running the place? It's it's the whole, like, Padme and Anakin meme. It's like, <laughs> Microsoft's going to bail us out, right? Microsoft's going to bail us out, right? <laughs> uh. Well, they're not the only ones putting their foots in their mouths. Mm. The Pokemon Company revealed on May 18th that Pokemon Home Support for Scarlet and Violet would be live May 24th. Me, I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Basically, it's the thing that lets you store all your Pokemon. That's not in the game? Well, the thing that lets you store your Pokemon from other games. Okay. Yeah, Wait. you can still... Basically, the thing that lets you bring Pokemon from one game into another. Okay. Without trading. Okay, that's that. I thought you meant like the thing that lets you store the Pokemon that you have on your save file. It's like, wait, so do you just walk around with like armful of Pokeballs? Like, what am I supposed to do with all these free Pokemon? <laughs> no, not that. Okay, I was going to say, like, what the hell? <laughs> However, it is pretty. I understand that they don't want people to just immediately start farming Pokemon, and that's why it's not available right at launch. Who cares? <laughs> but the games came out seven months ago. And they yeah. said early 2023, and here we are, end of May. But it gets worse, because you know how I said they just said on the 18th that it was coming out on the 24th? Mm. They backpedaled the very next day. <laughs> they, they changed the release date to just say, oh, actually, no, this is not happening. They just said, it's coming soon. Good job. Bravo. How the fuck <laughs> do you end up being the... God, too many people get paid too much money for how much this series makes to keep mm -hmm. pulling this. Mm. I am so tired of their shit. I just want to transfer my living decks over so I can complete that, <laughs> so I can get back to playing the game. See, I, I circumvented this issue by not growing up with the Pokemon game. Oh, look at me, I'm Greg. <laughs> I made a smart decision not to get involved in the first place. <laughs> well done, good job. Proud Thank you. you. <laughs> I, I have Gran Turismo and Ace Combat instead to fill that hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, it's been, it's been a week of people just... Really, looking at this news list I have, it's just a week of fuck-ups all around. Oh, but that's entertaining, kind of. Yeah, you know what? Actually, this is the perfect time to transfer to the comic news that I have. Oh, no. I think I know what this is already. <laughs> yeah, because it's been everywhere. And even though I don't read, it's dumb as hell. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man 26 releases May 31st, and some details have already leaked. Mm -hmm. Including the big death that was being teased in the lead-up. Naturally, mm -hmm. given how this run is taking a big heaping shit all over Peter and Mary Jane as a couple, some people were very afraid it was going to be MJ. <laughs> well, to be fair, I can see that because it seems like these writers just have a boner of making Peter miserable. Yeah, no, I don't understand. I hate it so much. Anyways. <laughs> not going to start that right now? I'm not going to start. I'm not going to start. I'm not gonna, okay. You've got 50,000 fucking spiders. You could tell any story you want that doesn't require Peter to be a lonely, miserable fucking sad sack with any of mm. them. <laughs> Anyways, the big death is actually Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan. Oh, dear. <laughs> who currently doesn't even have her own ongoing. She's just been... Oh, God, this is so insulting. So, 
the official description from Marvel.com, because actually, oh, where do I even start? As soon as it leaked, they started doing damage control. Oh, boy. Including announcing that in July, we're getting a one-shot comic called Fallen Friend, The Death of Miss Marvel. How is that better? <laughs> in which she is not even front and center on the issue cover. She's looming over everybody in the background, while at the forefront is a sad, crying Spider-Man. Yeah, and I saw that, and I was just like... Is this supposed to be better? Doesn't I don't even have understand. her supporting cast or any of her like champions teammates. Instead, it's the Thing, Wolverine, Iron Man, Captain Marvel, and Captain America. And I can get Cap, I can get Captain Marvel, and I can get Wolverine. But mm-hmm. God damn it! Anyways, in the official announcement on Marvel.com for this. <clears throat> As an Oscorp intern, Kamala Khan has been a pivotal supporting character in Zeb Wells and John Romita Jr.'s run of Amazing Spider-Man. She's been in 12 pages. And now she gets to die. And it's all been leading to this monumental moment for Kamala to save the entire Marvel Universe. (laughs) Pivotal supporting character. I'm sorry, part of the reason why I'm laughing is that... When you said it's all leading up to this pivotal moment, my brain autofilled it as with her dying. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I get it. I get it. It's like, this oh, is, God. <laughs> this is nothing new. I'm not going to pretend it. Well, okay, this one's a little different. Because Marvel markets characters dying as big events all the time. There's the death of Captain America, the death of Doctor Strange, Wolverine dying. They killed Wolverine? Yeah, they did that. It lasted for like at least a year. Oh. Okay. It's kind of a big deal, honestly. I mean, granted, X-23 was running around being Wolverine, and then they brought old man Logan in from an alternate future, so he wasn't really all that gone. Fair enough. And then X-23 discovered she had clones, and I think one of them started calling himself Honey Badger. (laughs) Just don't give a shit. Yeah, apparently. Anyways, the difference here is, Kamala's being used just to cause somebody else pain and agony (laughs) in a book that's not hers. So to make it this high profile... It's kind of gross. So, I'm assuming the person that they're using to make miserable is, again, Peter Parker. Yeah, probably, since he's, you know, all sad and stuff on the front cover. That is... <laughs> of the again, issue not... honoring her death. Yeah, and it's like, again, I'm not trying to get you started or anything like that, but it's like, okay, I joked about it, but from the bits I've read, it's like, I, at this point, I am convinced, no, these people just want to see him miserable. Like, they are killing a different hero who's from what it sounds like, not totally related to what's going on, for the sole purpose of making this man miserable. I'm just like, did 2D Peter Parker steal, like, a writer's girlfriend or something? <laughs> like, did now, Peter Parker did Peter Parker in the comics pull a B-movie or something? Now, hold on. Uh, <laughs> There's another reason they're probably doing this. Okay. MCU synergy. Because what Why? the... Pro- oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> what they're probably going to do is, in the comics, Kamala is an inhuman. Yes. But she was originally going to be a mutant, but that editorial apparently made her an inhuman because they were doing the big, we don't need the X-Men, we have the X-Men at home. (laughs) X-Men at home. (laughs) But in the MCU, she's a mutant, and she's got those bling-bling light powers. Mm. So what I think they're going to do, and what a lot of people think they're going to do is, they're going to reveal that she's also, or secretly always has actually been a mutant, and use the Krakoan resurrection protocols to bring her back, only now she'll have her MCU powers. I no. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. I'm no. so sick of trying to make the comics like the movies. Stop. The people who watch the movies and shows are not 
going to pick up these comics. It's especially since the movies have, at least from the, from the, because I've watched almost all of them at this point, the movies and shows at this point have very specifically gone out of their way to differentiate themselves from the comics to begin with. Yeah, you don't advertise the comics in, like, okay, I've, I've given DC a lot of shit over the years. And it's really mm. only stopped because James Gunn has taken over, and he seems like somebody with an actual brain who actually likes these characters, which is a difficult combination to get. <laughs> right. But, God, I love the thing where at the end of the more recent trailers, they advertise books that are kind of sort of related or give us vibe of what they're going for. It's not saying this is a one-to-one adaptation, but it's, hey, if you like this character, this might be worth checking out, because they acknowledge it's not going to be one-to-one the same. Marvel yeah. seems desperately afraid of people nitpicking that it's not like the comics, so the decision is, make the comics like the movies, but that's not gonna work, because you're only gonna see a little bit of a bump, and then they're gonna drop off again. And also, because the real problem is, you have never rebooted your universe, which is fine. Yeah. But it also means that, say you release a new, I don't know, She-Hulk movie or something, and people go to pick up She-Hulk, it's gonna reference, like, at the very least, probably the last year's worth of events. What's kind of funny about that to me, too, is that at least from... Now, please correct me if I'm any wrong about any of this. When Marvel first, like, hit the hit the ground running and when the movies were really taking off, like, God, what has it been, like, 15 years now or something like that? Yep. Well, if you count Iron Man as when they really took off. Yeah, but it's like, I think initially, if I remember right, initially people were picking apart the movies because they weren't completely one-to-one to the comics. But instead of trying to change it, they kind of stuck with that. And I think at that point, I want to say after a couple of interviews too, it was kind of at that point accepted, okay, these are not like the comics, and people were mostly cool with it, because they stuck with it. Oh, people so still do. And I mean, case in point, I'll bitch about how Thor Love and Thunder and Thor Ragnarok aren't actual Thor. God, I'm part of the problem, I admit it. But it's for yes. specific franchises. Like, for example, Guardians of the Galaxy is nothing like Guardians of the Galaxy. And I like both the comics and the movies. But they're different. Right. They're both well executed is the thing. Yeah. Well, okay. Older Guardians. Because the newer Guardians is pretty much make it like the movies. Yeah. You know what's and really fucking ca- annoying? What's really mm. fucking annoying is they keep treating the Guardians in the comics like they've always been some kind of mercenary band. The Guardians in the comics were first brought together in the wake of the Annihilation Wave by Peter Quill as a proactive force to keep the universe safe from threats. They were literally Guardians of the Galaxy. It was not an ironic name. God fucking Mm. damn it, and it's fine. What James Gunn has done is fine. Trying to retroactively reach back and say, no, they were always like this successful movie adaptation is not fine. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was kind of get at at the end, is that it seems like the the comic side of Marvel is going, shit, these movies are doing really well. We need to, like coalesce so people can like believe in the comics or something for lack of a better words like no you don't really need to do that they just need to be good you just need to make good stories and market them well they'll find yeah. an audience or they won't because honestly your whole distribution model is kind of fucking flawed yeah and even still you can have it be where the comics and the movies are independent of each other but if they're both good, it helps both, because people who enjoy the characters in the books, or in the movies, sorry, might go over to the books, and if the books are good, then it's like, well, this isn't like the movies, but this is still really good, so I'm going to pick up with this too. It's 
literally the relationship between manga and anime almost. You know what might help? You want you want to draw on the movie fans so bad? Just make comics that aren't set in the main universe. They don't have to be set in the MCU because you don't want to give the viewers the impression that there's required homework for this. But mm-hmm. just make comics that are clearly dissociated from your main line and do whatever the fuck you want. Right. Bring back Ultimate Marvel for fuck's sake. Only do it not grim, dark, and edgy. <laughs> With the universe blowing up. That was a mercy kill by the end of it. <laughs> that was a goddamn mercy kill I will take your word on that one <laughs> oh. Okay, I think I've ranted enough The point is, this is a really dumb move And, okay I get that it sucks as a creator To have your work leaked like this And I'm not advocating for leaks mm-hmm. But, man, really, fuck you for this move Mm-hmm and if it's not your fault, if editorial wanted this one, fuck your editors. Yeah, I know. It's got to be heartbreaking to have your work leaked before it's, like, good and ready, even though it probably is good and ready. It's just out early. But I would also say, if the feedback is consistent to the leaks, I think it's one of those things where it's like, you're going to get that level of feedback whether or not it came out on time. Yeah. The only difference is, now you're also not seeing the revenue, which does suck. Mm-hmm. But... Come on, what the fuck? Yeah. What you were gonna get, you were gonna get a quantum mania. By which I mean, you were probably gonna get a real big initial wave of sales and then a huge drop-off. Yeah, no. Because word of mouth would have been, this is terrible. Mm. And it's all in the execution, obviously, but, like, there's no... Optics-wise, there's no way to salvage this. Yeah, no, that's a hard place to recover from. Especially not when this official Marvel.com article has glaring typos in it that says, yeah, this was a damage control rush job. <laughs> For example, in the grand comics condition of other notable character deaths. Mm-hmm. Grand comics condition. I think they mean tradition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I beat around Ugh. this bush long enough. This is eating up time. Fair. Fuck. Mm. Let's go to the writer's strike. Yeah, <laughs> let's go to the writer's strike. <laughs> it's still happening. Another tangent. Good. <laughs> the Penguin has now halted production. Hmm. Which is news relevant to us. The Screen Actors Guild, who had negotiations set to start in June. Yes. Their national board voted unanimously to recommend that the union's members authorize a strike in advance of the negotiations. That doesn't mean that they're going to immediately start striking. It means if by the end of negotiations they're unable to reach a compromise, they're already ready to go. Now, is this union, like, actually like the union that the big name actors and whatnot belong to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is the big one. This is... SAG-AFTRA is the Screen Actors Guild and the, uh... American Federation of Television and Radio or something. Okay. I I forget the exact acronym. The point is, it was a merger of the Screen Actors Guild with TV and radio people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay, fair. That would explain why I haven't heard as much from writers lately. Or from actors, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So, that's interesting, because that means that if by the end of June, the studios can't make the actors happy, the actors are going to go on strike. Oof. Not all of them, obviously, but a good chunk of them. All, all the big ones. Not necessarily all the big ones, because a, a, a running thing is that there's like 160,000 people in this guild. Jesus. Yeah, so it's... obviously not all of them are making the big bucks. 
But that's part of the point. Yeah. So if they also strike, that gives them and the writers a tremendous amount of leeway, because now, how are you going to shoot? You don't have actors. Yeah, exactly. And this one's my favorite. We're going to go back to the living tax write-off, David Zaslow. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, this what one's he... good. I love this oh, one. Oh, what did he say? <laughs> well, <clears throat> he gave a graduation speech at Boston University. Okay. And proceeded to get jeered by the students. Nice. <laughs> yeah. There's even audible video of them shouting, pay your writers in a chant. <laughs> yes. Hell yes. yeah. That makes me so happy. <laughs> God. What an absolute, uh, just. Uh, okay. I was going to say, like, is he going to have another thing like he did last time where it's like, oh, oh, you're getting there. Oh, ah, uh, you were so close. No, nah, not really. <laughs> After the commencement, okay. he said. As I have often said, I'm immensely supportive of writers and hope the strike is resolved soon in a way that they feel recognizes their value. Yeah, it's called give them money. Yeah, pay them more. <laughs> pay them more. What the fuck? No, I was thinking it was like, at the end of the speech, he said, no. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun with your max, man. Mm. So we, we, we got some premiere dates for okay. stuff that's coming out. Hopefully. No, Actually. Oh, okay, so these are things that have like been made. I should think so. They're all releasing this year. Oh, fair enough. Uh, Futurama, the Hulu oh. revival, will be dropping on July 24th. Okay. So that's only about two months away. Hmm. Very excited for that. Love me some Futurama. The Comedy Central seasons weren't as good, and I hope they don't try to chase as many immediate hot-button issues. Right. But still, it was funny, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very good show. Loki Season 2 is going to start premiering on October 6th. Okay. And Echo comes with a one-two punch of all episodes are dropping on November 29th. Is that good or bad? So. <laughs> considering considering how everything's gone since this whole Disney Plus thing, is that good or bad? <laughs> it's hard to tell. General consensus is, and by general consensus I mean all the scuttle but I can find around the internet, which take that with a grain of salt because mm -hmm. Twitter and internet forums do not equal general population opinions by a wide margin. Right. General consensus is this is probably not a good look and probably means that they don't have a lot of faith in this show. Mm. I'm not 100% convinced, and that's as somebody who is inherently skeptical of the idea of Echo as a show because they announced it before Hawkeye had even come out, so it was before audiences even had a chance to gauge whether they wanted more of Echo. And I think she's fine but not remarkable in this show. Right. So I'm already skeptical of it. However, it could be this is kind of a slow burn show, but mm. past experience has indicated that they don't really trust that audiences are going to stick with it. Mm. So dropping them all at once cuts that out. It could be they're experimenting with different release models. Mm. It could be they're looking at, hey, maybe we should do the Netflix thing where we drop a whole season, especially if the season is only six or eight episodes. Right. It, we don't know. There's no trailer. We have nothing to go off of. Okay. However, it is interesting that they picked this one. Yeah, especially since there has been much talked about this one for the most part. Nah. Or at least re relative to all the other projects. I thought for sure this got delayed to next year, so I'll take it. Yeah, same. And thank God, November 29th, I checked, it's the week, it's the Wednesday after Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. I was about to have a heart attack. 
<laughs> I was like, am I gonna have to deal with Thanksgiving, Black Friday, watch all of Echo, <sighs> and see whatever movies in theater? Oh, no. Sanity, Echo, family. Oh, God, this is such a hard choice. <laughs> it really is. It truly is. Sanity and Echo, obviously. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's the hard thing to pick between. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, Disney needed a distraction because it turns out they're also removing a lot of shit from Disney Plus and Hulu as cost-cutting measures. Oh boy. Yeah! Fuck paying people residuals! <laughs> okay, well what are they cutting? Well, they're cutting The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Oh, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. I, <laughs> I should You did it? That, that was like one of the big things they were advertising for Disney Plus when it first came out. I should probably watch that then. <laughs> yeah, you're running out of time, man. Yeah, no. Uh, they're cutting Willow, the, the show. Mm-hmm. Turner and Hooch. Oh, no, they're cutting the terrible Artemis Fowl movie. <laughs> Thank God. I was going to say, like, is that a problem? <laughs> they're cutting Why the Last Man from Hulu. Okay. Yeah, it's all stuff that I don't know how... It doesn't seem like it's all popular stuff, but it's just like... I thought the whole point of Disney Plus was having this stuff all in one place. Yeah, no... So. Is this really just so you can avoid paying people for stuff that they did? Yeah. <laughs> and all this, most of this stuff is exclusive to these services. Like, they didn't get physical releases. I don't know if they're, like, all the things that just didn't do well enough for them to keep on there, which is still dumb. It's a dumb reason, but hey. Yeah. So, like, for example, World According to Jeff Goldblum, there's no real way to get it. Mm-hmm. When they pull it off streaming, unless they license it out to somebody else, like Amazon Prime or something, that's it. Until they, oh, or unless they put it back on. Right. What a scummy move. Yeah, for real. God, this is why. This is why I keep ordering bootleg physical versions of the Disney Plus shows. <laughs> so, like, why are you doing that? Because I can't trust that they're not just going to pull it one day. And God forbid I'm not able to watch Werewolf by Night whenever I want. I don't know if that's something you should put out on the radio, my man. <laughs> oh, what are they gonna do? I didn't tell them where I got it. Mm. Don't worry, Mike, you're safe. <laughs> There's no Mike. Mike, Mike Wazowski? <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike Wazowski! <laughs> Bad news, Mike, you're going to jail. Ah! <laughs> that was a terrible Mike Wazowski impression. But... <laughs> Fair, well done. <laughs> Point is, uh, all these companies just kind of suck, don't they? Yeah, just a little bit. How disappointing. Mm. Let's proceed to get hyped for the stuff that they're giving us. Okay. Because it's trailer time. It's trailer time. <laughs> it's trailer time again. Mm. We got a trailer for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Part 1. I need to watch these movies. <laughs> I've not watched... A single Mission Impossible movie. <laughs> well, I only got through one. You want to join me for the others? <laughs> Probably. Neat. It's going to be real hard to do because I think we got to get through like seven of these before July. Right. Oh, gee. Okay, yeah, that's not happening. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, okay. I have tried three different times to get through Mission Impossible 2. It is... Mm. It, I, I just can't do it. I don't even understand. It's not that bad. It's just unengaging to me. Fair. It's like the opposite of catnip. <laughs> I don't know what you would call that, but that's what it is. It's like Nip Cat. 
Anyways, I have no or idea. Or instead of what... catnip, it, instead of catnip, it's catnope. It's <laughs> hold on, it's pintack. It's pintack. <laughs> Anyways, I have no idea what's going on in this movie. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on either, except that Vanessa Kirby's there, so I'm at least moderately more interested. I I I'm guessing some kind of predictive future technology or something. Maybe, like I, I like I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I like the motorcycle cliff stunt. I'm excited to see how that pans out. You know what? It's unfortunate because that scene, that shot is cool and all, but my brain was going. He's like, no, I know Tom Cruise is not gonna like hit the earth and die. I want a camera focused on the motorcycle. I want to see the motorcycle get fucked up. <laughs> I'm ambivalent because that makes, I don't know, motorcycles being destroyed makes me a little sad inside, and I couldn't tell you why. I'm <laughs> not an fair. enthusiast by any stretch of the imagination. That's fair. Yeah, other than that, I I, I don't know what to make of this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to make of it either. It's Mission Impossible starring Tom Cruise. Like all the other ones, we get to see Tom Cruise running. Ving Rhames is in it. Vanessa Kirby's in it, and I like Vanessa Kirby. She's pretty hot, so. <laughs> is she the one with the eye patch, or is that somebody different? I don't know about. I know she doesn't have an eye patch in the okay. trailer. She's she has like the very blonde, like kind of super wavy hair. Oh, that's her. Right, 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 right. Yeah, well, she yeah, she was in Hobbs and Shaw too. Well, yeah, but I don't remember most of Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> that's fair. I kind of wiped it out of my memory a little bit. We'll need to fix that at some point. Yeah, at some point <laughs> leading up to the last, the alleged last Fast yes. and Furious movie, I'm going to do a rewatch at some point. I'm just going to, like, cannonball this shit. Right. Not over one day, because I don't want to die, but... <laughs> yeah, no. No, you know what? If somebody's willing to sponsor me for that video, I will... <laughs> Pay You're me a thousand dollars and I'll just sit down and watch them all back to back to back to back to back. I if I'm being there, I would need more than a thousand dollars. I'm sorry. Huh. <laughs> huh. Well, you heard it. You heard it here, sponsors. <laughs> now we're just negotiating over price. Indeed. Anyways, this isn't about the fast movies. This is about Mission Impossible, which hopefully I'll have an opinion on before the latest one comes out. Right. I mean, it looks fine. Yeah, it looks it looks fine. Horrendous abuse of a train. Indeed. <laughs> Actually, there was one thing that caught my attention was, um, I don't know the actor's name, the actor who looks at Tom Cruise and goes, it's been a long time, friend. I can't get over the shot that immediately follows that, where he has his head tilted, but the camera's also twisted. <laughs> He's like, you have no idea the power I have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, this is such a stupid shot. It looks like he's going to pull out his neck. It's like, it looks like he's halfway across having his neck snap. He's like, just a little bit more. It's like, oh, I'm dead. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like, just such a stupid ass comic book villain like type of shot. From I can't take that guy seriously. No, it's just like, this is something from 2002. What the hell? <laughs> If that if that guy's supposed to be a threat, then oh, this movie's in big trouble. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Maybe I've just been spoiled by this week's villain, but we'll get into that. <laughs> we got a very brief teaser for Five Nights at Freddy's. I hate to say it, but this actually looks kind of neat. <laughs> I'm, I'm decently excited. Yeah. I like the aesthetic where part of it's just filmed like an old advert. I know mm. that's not going to be the whole movie, but I like the staticky grainy vhs like somebody recorded it on a on a vcr while it was on tv airing yeah feel the whole thing mm -hmm. i am actually 
genuinely curious about this movie. It seems like, and granted, I'm not up on Five Nights at Freddy's lore, but I think in 3 there were some arcade games or something that gave you an idea of the backstory of the ghost haunting the animatronics or something. But Mm. it seems like in this case, the security guard might just get sucked into a flashback or something based on that bit where he's like in a clearing while the kids all run in different directions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting that there's apparently kids in the pizzeria this time, or at least a kid. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's my understanding that doesn't generally happen in these, maybe except maybe in 4, but I think 4 might have also been one big hallucination. Like I said, not an expert. Right. I can barely remember the names of these guys. Hmm. I remember the first 4, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I like this. Apparently people are really losing their shit over the animatronics having red eyes, which... I don't Haven't get they it. always? No, they haven't always, but... Oh. I don't think it's a big deal. I think, if anything, it better communicates the whole thing of, no, these are not animatronics right now, they are actually possessed. Yeah, it's maybe it... a little on the nose, but whatever. Yeah, but it's it communicates it a lot better than the animatronics just getting up and doing their thing. This is just Nightmare Chuck E. Cheese, whatever. I mean, Chuck E. Cheese is a nightmare. So. <laughs> 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 you got him. Uh, take that, Mr. Charles Entertainment Cheese. <laughs> that's his full name. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I did, oh, that's even worse. This is this is your weekly reminder. I'm not going to make this an every episode thing, but this is your reminder that Mickey Mouse's full name is Michael Theodore Mouse. Yeah, that sounds like something from the 1920s. Yeah. Mm. So, next time you want to confuse somebody, when you're talking about Mickey Mouse, just call him Michael and watch them just stare at you in confusion. <laughs> Michael over on the side being like, "No, get out there and make me some goddamn money." Do you think we'll get DMCA'd for that? <laughs> uh, they are kind of hurting, I guess, if they're so desperate to avoid paying people residuals. So, Fair. I mean, God knows I'm stingy. I'm still on strike because I won't pay myself. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyways, this looks good. This this looks good. Yeah. In very hard to parse, I don't know what to make of this. We got a trailer for the creator. Yeah. Where I guess robots destroyed the world or started a war. Yeah, it's like the whole thing of like the AI we created to to defend us nuked Los Angeles. Well, that escalated quickly. But then there's like <laughs> robot people living in a society or something. Yeah, like I I don't know. And John like, David this... Washington has to get a weapon that turns out to be a child and he's protecting the child. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here. Nah. But I'm also moderately curious. Same. It looks very uncomfortable. Yeah, yes indeed. Not in terms of subject matter, although maybe a little bit, but mostly in terms of the cybernetics. Honestly, no. Like, well, yes, that too, but it's like, the message is kind of thinking of like, okay, what are we going for here? Especially during the bit in the trailer where we see like a bunch of robots being put in a crusher and the robots are actually reaching out. Yeah. And it's like... Okay, that's deeply uncomfortable, but I'm more confused now. Like, what are we going for? Because of, of all things, especially with me being a history nerd, it was something that reminded me a lot of the footage and whatever I've seen of, like, people documenting the Holocaust. Mm. So it's like, is this supposed to be, like, a modern-ish take, at least partially, on the Holocaust? I know that the whole point of a trailer is to not... Well, the whole point of a trailer is supposed to be, because a lot of trailers don't get this right is that they're not supposed to give everything away, but still give enough to make you go, okay, well, what's going on here? Right. But even still, it's like, 
I get the vibe of the of the movie, but I don't get what's going on, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, same, same. I'm curious how they're supposed to resolve this, if they resolve it. Maybe it'll end with the world getting blown up, who knows? Who who the hell knows? I guess we'll find out, potentially. Mm. I'm game to see this. Right. Uh, Schedule I'm, permitting. I'm, I'm, yeah, as I say, I'm interested in this one. We also got a trailer for The Haunted Mansion. Yeah, it's still haunted. <laughs> this one sold me a lot more than the first one did. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll admit to that too. Between getting to actually take in the ghost designs a little bit more, mm-hmm. giving more of the characters some stuff to do, some better ways to establish character. Mm-hmm. I really like the bit at the end of the trailer where they're describing the basically the hatbox ghost, I think, to a... <laughs> uh, is it the hatbox ghost? Whatever. The main ghost that everybody associates with Haunted Mansion. To a sketch yeah. artist, and he just draws an exact design of the guy. You see that right now? <laughs> yeah, I was actually, I was like with them. I was like, no, dude, that's impressive. <laughs> like, I know that the joke is probably going to be like, you, you're kidding, right? It's like, no, dude, that was really good. That's yeah. a really good sketch. Bang on. <laughs> I like the variety of ghosts mm-hmm. that we've seen here. I like that it looks like some of this might actually extend outside of the mansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that really speaks to the scope of whatever they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit confused by Owen Wilson's line of we're in big trouble if this has to come to an exorcist or exorcism. I feel like he was being sarcastic. Hmm. Like in the sense of like if like if that's our best bet, then we are deep fucked. I wonder I if it's supposed what... to be like he's not actually a member of the clergy or something. I mean, I, I get the feeling that he's not. Nah, you're right. That, that might be it. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm excited for this and we don't have to wait as long as we originally thought to get it since it switched places with the Marvels. Oh, okay. Yeah, I believe this is coming out in July now. Okay. Let me check. Haunted Mansion. It says November... Tw- oh, that's the original. <laughs> November 26, 2003. Where the fuck was I? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 2023, thank you. Mm. Yeah, July 28th. So we got about two oh. months. Okay. Yeah. And then with just one month to go until Secret Invasion, they dropped a new trailer. Yes. Again, it's it still maintains looking really neat. Uh, again, going with the whole, like, spy thriller angle, which, admittedly, I'm kind of a sucker for. Yeah, so. no, that's why Winter Soldier is one of the best MCU movies they've ever made, and it leans heavy into that vibe. Yeah. I will say this doesn't feel like much of a trailer, but it has cemented some guesses that, you know what, I'm gonna lock in now. I'm gonna mm-hmm. just turn the key... Put in my punch card and, like, lock in a bet or however the hell you do it. Okay. Uh, Rhodey is a scroll. Yeah, same. Yeah. No, like, I, I was like, you know, Rhodey's 100% a scroll in this. Because between lines like TikTok Nick and you're the most wanted man on the planet, that sounds like a Rhodey who's been exposed as a scroll and is gloating to Nick Fury that, you know, there's nothing you can do about it anyway. Mm-hmm. The fact that they've said that this series sets up where Ro- what Rhodey's going to do for Armor Wars would imply that Maybe maybe it's the scrolls who have been distributing Tony Tech around, and that's why the newly freed from their control Rhodey is taking matters into his own hands or something. Probably. So there's that. It's also suspicious to me that they keep saying Nick Fury won't call in the Avengers and he has to do this alone, but they won't say why. Mm. So I feel like what happens is he tries going to them. He tries going to Rhodey. Realizes Rhodey is a scroll, goes, oh shit, I can't trust anybody with superpowers. Yeah, no, because who knows what happens to the rest of them. Yeah. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. 
I'm looking forward to this one. I am super looking forward to this. And I'm yeah, same. I'm looking forward to doing poorly explained comics about Secret Invasion. Oh boy. Yeah. It's gonna be about a month though. Oh fair. <laughs> I gotta do some Spider Verse and some Flash stuff first. Right, right. So that about wraps up trailer time. Anyways, let's talk box office. Let's talk box office. We did see the highest grossing movie domestically this weekend. Yes, we did. It was Fast <laughs> 10, baby. Fast 10, your seatbelts. Uh, Fast X, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Took in about $67 million domestically, and it's sitting at $318.5 million worldwide. Jesus. Yeah, no, apparently everywhere else loves this movie. Okay. Well, if I remember right, the movie has like a $340 million budget, right? Or Yeah. Okay, well... Eighth we'll most see. expensive film ever made, apparently. I wait of like of the Fast and Furious series no. or in general. In oh, general. I don't believe. I don't believe that. I'm sorry. Right? No. How much of that do uh, you think went? In the <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. Most expensive, like eighth most. Oh, eighth most. Yeah. Okay. I thought you said. I didn't hear the eighth. Oh, I no. thought you said. I thought you said the most. I'm like, get no, the no, no. fuck out of here. <laughs> no, absolutely not. God. Uh, okay. Yeah, so... Still, in, though, that, that's ridiculous. <laughs> right? Second place was Guardians 3. $32.4 million domestic weekend, sitting at about $266.9 million domestically and $660.5 million worldwide. At this point, tracking suggests that it's almost certainly going to clear 800 mil. We'll see if hmm. it ends it. Roughly around the total of Guardians 2, that might be a bit of a long shot, we'll see. Right. But still, very good for that one. Mm. Certainly, it's still performing about on par with the other Guardians movies, so definitely not any huge loss there. Well, that's good. Third place, uh, the biggest movie of 2023 so far, Super Mario Brothers the movie. Oh, Jesus. the Super Mario Brothers movie. I forget where the vlog mm. goes. Yeah. $9.6 million domestically this weekend for a $549 million domestic total. It's sitting at $1.24 billion worldwide. It, man, this is going to be this year's Top Gun Maverick, isn't it? Oh, man. <laughs> Where it just sits for ages and then leaves for a week and then it's like, I'm back. I, I forgot something. <laughs> I don't know what's going to, I don't know what's going to, well, it's going to hit digital not long after, soon, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would probably slow it down. Hmm. Fourth place is Book Club, The Next Chapter, okay. $3 million domestic weekend, $13.1 million domestic total, and sitting at $16.9 million worldwide, still against that $20 million budget, so... Mm. Uh, I shouldn't make fun, I haven't seen it, I can't really judge. Right. It's just, I'm making the want-want noises in comparison to everything else on this list. Right. <laughs> and in fifth place, it's still Evil Dead Rise. Okay. Two point four million domestic weekend, sitting at a sixty-four point one million dollar domestic total and hundred forty point three million dollars worldwide. So well mm. done. Looking forward to more horribly uncomfortable slasher zombie. Mm. All right. <laughs> God, what a profoundly uncomfortable movie. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Fast Ten, baby. Original film. <laughs> 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 oh man oh no that was great so which is very unfortunate because i'm pretty sure that's the name of one of the studios that yeah no it. that's one of the studios it was great at the opening logos for the movie original film came up and greg and i both had a similar reaction of 
giggling skepticism. <laughs> it's just original film. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> okay. Okay, this movie is terrible, but... <laughs> but it's immensely entertaining. It's so fucking fun. It's such a goddamn car wreck. Indeed. It's a, like, it's a literal two-tanker pile-up. For years, for years, even like after I started disliking the series, I've always heard people say, these movies are stupid and dumb, but man, are they entertaining, and I never got that until this movie. <laughs> God, this one was a fucking trip. Yes, it was. Okay, so... Everything is going fine for the gang, the crew, the team, whatever they're called. Yeah, the, crew, the family. The family. How, co- how could I be so stupid? <laughs> when an old nemesis of theirs, actually not really, a, a newly inserted Jason Momoa, the son of the bad guy from Fast Five? I believe it was Fast Five, yeah. Who we didn't know existed until then pops up and is like, I want revenge. And I'm here to chew up every bit of the scenery I can, dummy. And and the blood off this knife. I am going to lick the blood off of this knife. I am going to swallow it. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I'll just keep licking that knife. Whatever. I will, I'm going to take this fucking STI from this knife, and no one can fucking stop me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So Jason this, Momoa, That was in the trailer, so I feel like that's fair game. <laughs> Jason Momoa is my favorite part of this movie. Jason Momoa is the best part of the movie. And initially I was going, if he's the best part of the movie, I'm going to be upset. But I wasn't. He was great. He, he was horrifically unhinged. <laughs> Just fantastic. Why are you wasting this man with... Like, I'm almost tempted to not see Aquaman, because I'm just hoping that if Aquaman does badly enough that they don't want to make another, he switches to Lobo. This... <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest, because my only real exposure to Jason Momoa is Aquaman and other things that he gets... seems Like, clips of things that he seems to get typecast in because of his appearance. He is... So much more enjoyable. Like, I even, this is the thing I've enjoyed the most with him in it. And it very much changed my perspective about him, especially finding out from you that, no, this is, minus the Jokerness, this is basically like kind of just He's how a he is. He's a bit of a shitter. Yeah. <laughs> and he lets that all out in this movie. <laughs> God. He's so good. So, what, what happens is. Some of the crew, some of the family, rather, gets tricked into running a mission for what they think is the agency in Rome. Turns out to not be the case. Now they're all on the most wanted list. The agency's turned on them. Mm-hmm. They're all kind of split up, having to run different tasks and shit. And by they're all kind of split up, I mean everybody else doesn't feel like dealing with Dom Toretto, I guess. Oh my god, I just realized something. Yeah. You know how, you know how I've talked about how Dom, how um, Vin Diesel has said that, like, at one point, the Fast and Furious movies are kind of like his uh, D&D campaigns. Yep. The whole splitting everyone up and having them do different shit is D&D to the fullest. <laughs> Except for the part where the Dungeon Master's player character gets left on his own. That doesn't usually happen in D&D. That's fair, but still. <laughs> I That that kind of just clicked in my head. I'm like, you... It's like I feel like that's at least part of what he was going for, to which I say, you motherfucker. <laughs> yep. Got a lot of people back for this one, some of whom are spoilers, so I won't, uh, I won't go into that. Mm-hmm. I will say, 
I didn't hate Roman quite as much in this one as no, I did he, in previous ones. No, he actually, he and Ludacris, had, or Tej rather, had some good moments in this movie. He still sucks and is kind <laughs> of dumb. <laughs> but... You are not to be trusted. It's like, okay, why is he like in some kind of Mortal Kombat mode right now? <laughs> Yeah, I thought they were on good terms now, or something. Or is it just, like, Dom's on good terms with him? I think it's more so at this point, Dom is on good terms with him. And he did save his son. Yeah, with Jason Statham, is who we're talking about. Yeah. And, but it's, so it's like, kind of a... They're not friends, but they won't immediately kill each other. Right. Even, I, <laughs> <laughs> So, honestly, I feel like the, the main crew got a little underutilized in this. Oh, yeah, no. Like, Han, Ramsey, Tej, and Roman, they all got screen time, but it doesn't really feel like all that much got accomplished. No, they were very much the B-plot of this movie. Yeah. Which is a shame, because as entertaining as Jason Momoa is, it would have been more interesting to watch them play off of him rather than Dom. Yeah. Because Dom is just... Dom is the Batman to his Joker, but he's not a good Batman. No, but Jason Momoa is an excellent Joker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying he should be the Joker, but he's but sold he does... me. You know what? He sold me on the concept of burly man Joker. Oh yeah, like flamboyant burly man Joker. You could get you could get a bruiser. I always figured Joker had to be kind of like, you know, lanky and kind of at the very least not very muscle toned, but you know what? Make him a big guy. Make him just a brick wall of a man. Right. If you can sell that kind of energy. <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> Alright, boys, where are we blowing up? The Vatican. Whew. Okay, but you're going to hell. She's just like, I, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Don't, and I wish I could say, that, uh, even though I enjoyed this movie for what it was, I wish I could say that was the only I'm sorry what in this entire movie. No, I'm not even close. <laughs> what else, what else? Brie Larson's in this now? Yes, she is. She's interesting. It's kind of hard to gauge how competent she's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Apparently she's nobody's, Mr. Nobody's daughter. Yeah. And she... I would say with how her character does things, she does Brie Larson things. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like like everything is like, yeah, I would expect Brie, a, a character played by Brie Larson to do that. <laughs> we got Alan Richson as Ames, the new guy running the agency who apparently hates the... Hates the crew because a barbecue killed his family or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I'd say more, but, you know, that's spoiler talk. Right. So just take that completely joking explanation. He hates barbecues because one killed his family. Mm. It was a dark and stormy night. Who knows why they were grilling at this hour. Mm. Huh. The vehicle stunts are nothing quite... It doesn't hit the same level of absolute bat shittery as launching a car into space, which is good. Which is very good. Like, that alone was, like, a big part of the reason why I enjoyed this movie and why I liked it a hell of a lot more than Fast 9 was because, at least in the scope of Fast and Furious movies, I want to make that very clear, it was a hell of a lot more grounded than the first movie. And yet there's still ridiculous shit like a car dropping out of a plane onto a highway managing to crush another car and still being able to run. Yes. Which was in the trailer, so don't get mad at me. Yes. <laughs> God, what a stupid fucking... Huh. 
Okay, if there's one thing, and I and I won't get into spoilers about it, but if there's one thing that ruins the movie for me, it's the ending. <laughs> uh, I'll get into why later. That's fair. The ending is dumb. The ending, the ending is, is dumb. As much as I had fun with this movie, I would really like it if what I think is going to happen happens and Fast 11 sees even less of a return. Right. But I'll get into why later on. So, Brie Larson's good in this. Uh, Alan Richardson's good in this. Who else is new? Who else is coming back, actually? Uh, uh, Jesus. Uh, well, Charlize Theron is coming. As, Charlize as Theron's return. in it. Yes. Her and Letty are kind of underutilized. They are. But yeah, as I say, like, it's like, alright, what are we here for? We are the smoke shows that fight each other. Oh, the, okay. <laughs> One of the better fights in these, if I'm honest. Oh, that's fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. Felt like a real fight, felt like there was real, actual enmity. Mm-hmm. Even as, okay, mm, no, you know what, I get it. I was gonna complain about Letty still beating the shit out of Cypher before they got out, but I right. get it, because who knew if you'd get the chance once you got out. Right. And to her credit, once she realized that, mm, yeah, that's a spoiler. That is a spoiler. I'm gonna cut that. Okay. Hmm. Let's see. Let me check I'm trying to notes. think of it. Okay. <laughs> you should probably ah, screenshot your John's, notes for th- the bits with John Cena and the kid. Oh, John Cena's great in this. <laughs> good uncle bonding. Yes, indeed. Uh, and good car choice on his part too. <laughs> the the, the he, box Mustang was it? Fox body Mustang. Fox body. Which I which said is like box body Mustang. No, I mean shit. I'm probably gonna call that car that style <laughs> of car that from now on. If I'm honest. <laughs> No, like, his his car from Fast 9 comes back, and it's... <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's a major spoiler, but when his car is introduced, I start... I just sit in my seat and go, ooh, Fox Body Mustang, and you're just like, why is that better than the other car? Because it's cooler. It's like, okay. <laughs> I wasn't sold until I saw it had a tape deck. And then I was just like, yeah! Yeah, I was just like, oh my god, John Cena's just the full, like, 90s uncle, and it's great. <laughs> Man, he's really good in this. I just had something from my notes, and then I lost it. Mm. We need a road trip movie with John Cena. Yeah, honestly. Not not necessarily as Jacob Toretto, just in general. <laughs> just have John... C- just do Are We There Yet? But not. <laughs> not quite that. But, you know, the same basic principle with John Cena. Oh, I'm thinking of the pacifier for some reason. Because I was getting ready to say, it's like, you could have Vin Diesel make a cameo and everything. You know what? You could also do that! Yeah, yeah, no, that would be probably more fun. Is yeah, John Cena in the in a new pacifier movie. Okay, the Vatican bit. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yes. Apparently, no casualties. No, there were. No, they they I there swear were. They ca- said none. No, they did say casualties. They said like a cer- I think they said like a certain number of people died. I'm like, that's bullshit. A lot more should have died. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that counts as a spoiler. Uh, maybe not. Like, it, okay, is there is there anything else we want to talk about that isn't spoilery? Because I can't think of anything. Hmm. If I never have to hear "See You Again" in my life, fair, totally fair. For a when that's song- with an otherwise pretty good soundtrack, as soon as they, yeah. as soon as I hear the, yeah, it's just like oh, panning please, over pictures no. of Brian, it's like fuck. Either kill him, or deepfake him, or recast him. One or the other. 
God fucking damn it! I think the only equivalent for me, even though this song has not been featured nearly as much as that song, would be if Los Bandoleros by Don Omar just started playing again. Which, for the uninitiated, is the song that plays when Vin Diesel shows up at the very final scene in Tokyo Drift. Mm. And that song, I believe, is used at least two or three more times in the movies. And it's also the name for the canonical short film that... I don't even know where you can watch this. Like, I'm not even sure if it's on YouTube. But it's like the canonical short film that establishes, like, Dom and Letty getting married. Where that... Dom is apparently wearing a wife beater. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, no, it's not a great look. Um... <laughs> but no, that short film is also titled Los Bandoleros, too. So it's just like, okay. Huh. <laughs> But yeah, no, when when that song started playing, I was just like, oh, come on, just stop, please. And it's very unfortunate for me because everyone, like the people who love that song, of course, very understandably associate it with Paul Walker and his death and all that. But even still, I'm just like, dog, I just don't like this song. <laughs> it's I do not like this song. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, Daniela Melchior is also great. I'm not going to say who she is, because that's a spoiler. Mm-hmm. God, she's been popping up in a lot of things lately, which I'm very excited for. She's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Ah, uh, yeah, I can't think of anything. All right, so the long and short of it is... Go see it if... <sighs> it's worth seeing, but it's not a good movie. <laughs> it's worth seeing if you like bad action movies. <laughs> that's the best way I can put it. And by bad, I mean batshit. <laughs> yeah, some of the CGI is terrible, too. There is some bad CGI. Like, horrendous. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's it's worth a watch if you're into that, or if, like us, you're already so deep in Fast and Furious that it'd be silly to turn well. back. Yeah, that you might as well just sit there and watch it. Every one of these I see, the number I haven't seen by comparison gets smaller and smaller. Hmm. I'm digging my own Fast and Furious grave. Anyways, if you don't want spoilers for Fast 10, make sure to click away in 3, 2, 1. The sheer number of resurrections. Well, I shouldn't say resurrections, but resurrections and comebacks. Of both the cars and the people. Cars and (laughs) people. Oh my god. Okay, so I'm just going to start at the start. Mm -hmm. So it starts with a flashback to the events of Fast 5. Yeah, and where they're pulling the the bank heist, where Brian and Vin Diesel, or when Paul Walker and Vin Diesel, yeah, strap a ten thousand pound safe, or ten thousand times, either way, a really heavy as fuck safe to the back of both of their Dodge Chargers. Which I enjoyed your face what during that flashback because it is objectively stupid, even though it's one of my favorite chase scenes in any of these movies. <laughs> yeah, and then they just kind of it, it's just. I can't tell. Are those actual clips, or did they, like... Oh, no, no, that's that's how it happens in Fast Five. Okay, and then they just... It, it, you can feel the obvious, they just then insert clips of Jason mm. Momoa, Dante Reyes, reacting to shit. Yes, yeah, that part is edited, because, like, Jason Momoa's character did not at all show up in Fast it's Five. It's like, we get it, he was there, okay? Yeah, no. I did very much enjoy, and I'm, and we'll, we'll talk more about it. I did very much enjoy how in that flashback, when it shows, like, the armored truck, like, crashing through the wall to, like, get access to the safe. In the movie, 
it's um, the Rock driving that truck, and they just cut him out completely and He's show gone. him work and show him working the gear shift on the truck. I was just like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's really funny. Boy, they really wanted to not acknowledge he was in that one. Yeah, for real. So that happens. Barbecue happens in present day. Then the mm-hmm. Rome mission happens. Scott Eastwood is back as little nobody, but he gets taken. They, they say he's like taken out of the action, but he doesn't really seem to get hurt. No, he doesn't die. He just kind of like, jumps out of a truck, and then that's it. Miraculous. Yeah, and then we don't we don't see him anymore. Yeah, but he never factors into the rest of it, which is weird. And Ames just mm-hmm. manages to take over the whole thing mm-hmm. with his barbecue hating ways. <laughs> with his barbecue hating ways. Helen Mirren gets a message to people and then disappears for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Also, somebody pointed out to me that Helen Mirren and Vin Diesel have better chemistry than Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez, and that's fucking tragic. Oh, that's, that's tragic and kind of gross. It's <laughs> Helen Mirren, man. What the fuck? I mean, she could do better, so you're right. It is gross. <laughs> Definitely do better than Vin Diesel. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Anyways, mm. Dom meets up with Tess, and who who is nobody's daughter, played by Brie Larson. She beats up a few guys in a bar, which is a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it's just like it's like rounds. It's like okay, <laughs> shots was the question. Oh yeah, shots. And then the bartender just hands her a shotgun. <laughs> that was really good. That was very funny. So she goes to help Letty bust out, and oh, Cypher showed up at one point at Dom's doorstep warning about Dante because he stole her entire operation out from under her and she got pretty badly Mm -hmm. stabbed. So she's under arrest at a top secret agency facility that Letty also gets sent to once the group is framed for this thing. Right. Fun fact about that whole thing is that her appearance is actually how I learned that the DeLorean car company is back and is making an EV. Huh. And I'm kind of upset about that. <laughs> I don't get it, but okay. It's a car nerd thing for me, personally. It's it's completely a me thing. <laughs> okay, so I have a question. Mm-hmm. When they inevitably bring back Brian... Oh, Christ. <laughs> recast or deep fake with CGI? Both. Huh. Because that's because that's what they did for Fast Six, yeah. Because they were in the middle of shooting Fast Six, or almost done shooting Fast Six when he di- when Paul Walker died. Was it six or was it and seven? If, oh, it might have been seven. Yeah, it was seven. Yeah, because that's where the whole like split off happens, right? And so, if I remember correctly, for the last for like the bits they needed, they got one of his brothers to fill the role. And they just like kind of CGI edited the brother's face because the the um the Walker siblings, if you've ever seen pictures of them, they're not really that far off from each other. Like they're yeah. very clearly not twins by any means, but you can tell that they're you can very easily tell that they're related. It's like the Hemsworths. Yeah. So if I remember correctly, they actually got one of the brothers to fill in and kind of photo edited their faces as as it was necessary. See, I don't know. I feel like it was one thing in Fast 7 where you couldn't just have him not be in the movie because, Mm -hmm. well, obviously he was still an integral part of the crew at that point. Yeah. If you did all, like, even if you use his brother as a stand-in, if you do all deepfake, people are just going to be like, if it's even the slightest bit off, people are going to crucify you for bringing him back. 
Yeah, no, and I mean, to be honest, I, I would prefer that they just don't bring him back. But I they think also, they I also feel like they can't leave him out anymore, because the stakes are getting too high, the tension is too big, you can't, for, for bringing it full circle, if you're gonna bring it full circle, and have basically everybody working together, mm-hmm. you can't keep Mia sidelined, you can't keep Brian sidelined, because you, it's been, what, now, three movies of, oh, he's... He's retired, but he's off doing stuff or something. Yeah, because he's still alive in the series, and they do name drop him at least once in each movie. Yeah. Which so, is also deeply annoying in of it itself, I must say. Right, you have to shit or get off the pot at some point. Y- yeah. <laughs> you have to either definitively write him out, i.e. kill him, mm-hmm. or you have to bring him back somehow, because... it, Or just not mention him. Yeah. Because you can't keep making excuses for him not being there as things get more and more escalated. So I don't right. know. I just feel like they gotta do it eventually. Yeah. Because Mia goes, I guess, to warn Brian to meet up at what's supposed to be a rendezvous point that we ne- and then we never see her again. Mm-hmm. While John Cena takes little Brian and goes on a trip in a plane and beats up some guys and has a little glider plane that he was carrying around like a kayak. <laughs> It as his carry-on luggage. <laughs> right? What was that? <laughs> no way he got away with that in 2023. Yeah, for real. Air- airline would have charged him, like, five seats for that one. Hmm. Fuck. Yeah, for real. Everybody else is fucking around in London. Yeah. Pete Davidson shows up in a surprise cameo. <laughs> with his fun muffins. With his fun muffins, the muffin party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hana got okay. high for a very short period of time, and they didn't really do anything with that. Yeah, I am both glad and kind of upset that they didn't do anything with it. Glad, because it would have been like, it's one of those jokes where it's just like, oh, come on, is that it? Because it's kind of like one of those bottom-of-the-barrel kind of jokes, but also kind of upset because it's like, okay, you know, even though it's a bottom-of-the-barrel joke, you can still have fun with this. <laughs> so Dom goes to Brazil... Where I guess some guy from another movie pops up who I'm not familiar with because I haven't seen yeah. the middle section of this whole thing. Yeah, the guy who Dom like meets up with was actually the contact they had in Fast Five to the street to the Rio de Janeiro street racing scene, ah. and through him basically, my I, I just need to have you sit down and watch Fast Five. Yeah, is what this boils down to. But he's he's like kind of a big part, a bigish part of Fast Five, and I was. Definitely, like, upset when his Porsche got blown the fuck up. Yeah, but Not... he probably lived. <laughs> you, you cannot! You cannot tell me anyone is dead no. in these movies. No, the and, I'm actually, and I'm actually deeply frustrated by that. Like, I hate that. Genuinely. You, you cannot convince me that anybody who died in this or any other movie is dead. You yeah, could, and... You could shoot somebody 50 <laughs> times, tie them to a concrete block, and then dump them in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, and I'd say, they'll probably be back in the next movie. Yeah, and I'm very upset because the only Uncle Ben that we have in this series is Chad Lindbergh. Who? Jesse from the first movie. Oh, he'll be back. <laughs> Full circle, you know? Uh, yeah, you, you probably will be. Yeah, I mean, no. Maybe they'll use him as a mouthpiece for Brian. Like, Brian can't make it. He sent me. 
Oh my goodness. I ooh, that would piss me off. I think that would actually piss me off. I think that would actually piss me off more than them being than bring Brian back because in Fast and Furious 1, it is not ambiguous about his death. He literally gets gunned down. <laughs> I don't believe it. Like like he di- he dies on screen. I've like seen very... the movie and I don't believe it. <laughs> And I can't I anymore. Be- and and you know what? I genuinely hate that because I can't argue against it. Because they did it with fucking Han. Yeah. Like they blew him up with him in his car. And then when it gets around to explaining how he survived, it basically boils down to, I survived, don't worry about it. It's like, no, fuck you. Actually, how? Do not insult my fucking intelligence movie. Anyways, <laughs> anyways. Dante shows up, challenges Domino Street Race with the guy from Brazil and also Daniela Melchior, who it turns out is Elena's, Dom's baby oh, mom's sister. No, Elena's still dead. I don't believe it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Elena's dead, damn it. I know we saw a cypher shooter, I don't believe it. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, yeah, so I'm gonna cut out that one part that I just asked, but I'm gonna skip to the thing that you just brought up in response to it. Little Brian has a body count. This kid has <laughs> killed people now. And, and he doesn't, he's not like upset about it. He just high fives John Cena. It's like, yeah. It's like, no. No, no kid. You're going to need some therapy after this. No, this eight year old just actually murdered at least two people. If you probably don't need four. therapy, your parents need to get you into therapy. Yeah, it's like, but see, the thing is, Cody, is that their therapy is muscle cars. Well, you're right. How stupid of me. The therapy is family. Yeah. <laughs> so Dom gets tricked into going to Dante's hideout, gets arrested by the agency, and then an ambush happens. Mm-hmm. And Brie Larson gets shot, and Elena takes her to the hospital, and Ames and Dom decide to team up to stop Which Dante. I, I was kind of like, when she's like, oh, I need to get her, she needs to get to a hospital. It's like, no, that's actually the worst place she could go. Like, She's a fucking spy. <laughs> There's a really good part when she jumps in the hood of Dante's car and he asks her to get down. She grinds her spiky heels or her spiky shoes. Spiky sneak, yeah, on the hood of his Impala. Just like, all right, I think I like this movie now. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That was really funny. <laughs> that was very funny. That was a good She's flex. Getting... And he's just like, oh. <laughs> also, While he's ballet motioning for people to get shot by a sniper. Y- yeah. Also... Like, that whole scene is also the thing that fully cements how unhinged and how Joker-ish, um, not John Cena, listen to me. Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa is, because there is a bit where Dom picks him up and just starts wailing on his face, and he's taking hits, and then he starts cackling like the fucking Joker. Yeah. (laughs) I was just like, alright. I'm probably mixing up the order of events, but... Lenny and Cypher end up teaming up to bust out of the Cypher base, I guess, which it turns or the agency base, which it turns out mm. is in Antarctica, which was <laughs> which really, really fucking f- funny because <laughs> which was really funny. <laughs> Lenny just beats the shit out of Cypher and leaves her to get recontained. Climbs yeah. up at an escape hatch, pops out, sees there's nothing but snow, and then giant letters Antarctica flashes across <laughs> the screen. It's just <laughs> okay, and she just goes shit and just like goes back down and cypher's just waiting down there it's like do you want to hear about my plan now <laughs> and while they're waiting for the elevator oh thank you cypher for getting us oh i love that so much like it's actually as stupid as this sound it's just like okay i think i love this woman now because part of me feels like that was ad-libbed like i don't think that was part of the script I mean, but it's be- amazing 
she she's amazing, but it was just the thing of like her just sitting there watching um watching Letty get dressed. He's like, "Oh wow, thanks, Cipher. You're the best." It's like, "Oh, that is the most adorable fucking angst." <laughs> <laughs> I'm so annoyed because I feel like I, I one of two things is going to happen, and both of them are annoying. Either mm-hmm. she ends up reformed in the end and joining the family, or she ends up like. The Frieza, where she's a recurring enemy, but there's mutual respect. Mm. And I hate both of those options. <laughs> I feel and by like mutual it's respect, a... I mean they somehow respect her, and she can't kill them. I feel like it's going to be the latter. Same, but I hate th- either option. I mean, it's either that, or I feel like the third option, even though it's a lot less likely than those other two, is that they do actually end up killing Charlize Theron. Mm. I don't believe it. Like, as in, like, Letty and Dom killed Char- Charlize Theron. Yeah, that's not happening. Mm. Even if even if they thought they did holograms or mirrors or something. Right. So, uh. Uh, Han and Shaw team up because they need weapons, so they go to him because Pete Davidson sold them out. Mm. So, a brief, a brief fight scene happens, and then Shaw immediately goes off on his own because it turns out that when everybody's bank accounts got emptied... Dante used it to hire mercenary squads to go after everybody they care about, including Shaw's mom, so... And then it just goes to this badass scene of Jason Statham gearing up and getting in his McLaren Senna, which was that bright orange sports car, and then flashing the fuck out of the entire movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> which was very annoying. <laughs> just going after that. Mm-hmm. So, the climax happens... Dante wants to kill Bro- little Brian in revenge. Ends up mm-hmm. getting him from Jacob's car because he was trying to fix a rocket launcher leak or the something. Eight-year-old, the eight-year-old wanted to fix the murder weapon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we could, we could rack up the body count. It's like, it's Jan. It's like, I got it. We can blow up more bad guys, Uncle Jacob. <laughs> Jacob ends up seemingly sacrificing himself to clear out some of the goons so Dom is a clear shot. Oh my god, I hate this so much. <laughs> that, that, even though he went out in a giant blaze of glory, we still can't rule out that he's still alive. He's, yeah. Yeah, no. Although even with that, I did enjoy Jason Moa kind of making fun of it going, but that was very honorable. It's like, shut the fuck up. No, no, it was, uh, what was? It was, oh, he's not gonna be at the next barbecue. I mean, it's very horrible. Oh, did he say horrible? I, I thought he, he said, said honorable. No, he said horrible. Oh, I thought he said honorable. <laughs> no, it was a case of make a joke, but uh, but no, it's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> and Dom Dom came crashing out of a plane that Ames used to fly him there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Drags two helicopters down, uses them as weapons, throws one at Dante. <laughs> car nerd part i felt so bad for the ford fair lane that dante was driving because that was a pretty car and i hated that that was driven by the fucking villain because usually that means that the car is destined to be destroyed so (laughs) he he gets brian back they're driving away and then on a dam they're stopped by two tankers pinning them in and it turns out i guess somehow dante expected him to get this far so he sends the tankers crashing into each other to make an explosion, but Dom goes racing down the dam, which we saw in the trailer, outraces the fireball by, as it's in, catching like, up, fucking nosing the goddamn thing. Yeah, like a fucking... And it's not just any nos. Like, it cuts to a CGI scene of the fire actually inside of his fucking Dodge Charger. And in fairness, 
in a very, 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 very slight amount of fairness, nitrous oxide is not flammable. Ah. It doesn't matter because they should be fucking dead anyway. Right. (laughs) But it just, the fire is actually inside of the cockpit, and you just see him slow-mo, like, opening a nitrous bottle, readying it, and then just a long, way too long CGI scene of him activating it, it going into the cylinder head, and then popping from the cylinder head back out to the exhaust, and it's just this giant blue fireball like a fucking Quinjet from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, I'm just like, I... Like, I even put my finger up, I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like we both started dying at that point. <laughs> there were so many points like, in this movie where I was just dying. Yeah, and I think the moments that both of us were dying was were kind of unfortunate, because they were also the movements that the movie was very clearly trying to make the most serious parts. Right? But they're so fucking stupid, it's like, no. No, nah, this ain't happening, man. <laughs> oh, I skipped a part. Also... Han, Ted, Ramsey, and Roman show up in a plane, but their plane gets shot down by a rocket because it turns out Ames was actually working for Dante the whole time. And I'll give the movie this. I'll give the movie this. Because, Mm -hmm. to my understanding, based on the movies I have seen, how it works is people hate Dom, they get in some kind of fight or race or other altercation, they realize they have more in common or that there's a common enemy. They put their differences aside. They team up. Welcome to the barbecue. So I'm just used to that being how it goes in these movies. So I fully expected that was what was happening here. They weaponized their own plot contrivances in a making me think that was going to happen so I wouldn't see it coming. They weaponized their own trope. Yeah, it's like, great. And, and it's like, it's really do- well done, especially because during the parts where... Dom is talking to Elena's sister and all that. One of the things she talks he, that he mentions is a cop and a street racer. You guys have more in common than you think. And it shows the whole bit of the two of them working together at a certain point of a cop and a street racer working together. God. And in the and at the very end of the movie, it's just like, psych! <laughs> so the movie ends with them having gotten to the bottom of the dam, but Dante apparently planned for this too, and sets <laughs> off a bunch of bombs to explode the dam. And that's where yeah. Dom's portion of the movie ends in a giant fuck you cliffhanger of an ending. And I fucking hate it. I can't stand it. <laughs> that's a part of the movie that genuinely makes me mad. And before anybody says, oh, but Infinity War, shut the fuck up. Not comparable for a few reasons. One of them, Infinity War did not actually end on a cliffhanger. It just ended on a big giant fuck you downer. Two, yes. Infinity War only expected you to wait a year. And because there were other Marvel properties releasing in between, some of which dealt with the effects of the snap, at least Ant-Man and the Wasp kind of did at the end, Mm -hmm. it kept the events of Infinity War at the forefront of the cultural zeitgeist, so it was always a thing in people's minds. So you didn't have to wait too long, you were constantly thinking about it, or constantly being reminded of it, it was a big deal, and just, you only had to wait a year. Right. And also three, I'm not entirely convinced it 100% worked for Infinity War because while Endgame was a very good emotional send-off for a bunch of these characters and a good cap on 10 years of storytelling, as a movie, it's not actually that great. It kind of makes Infinity War worse because it wasted a lot of the things that they set up, but that's neither here nor there. That's another video entirely. So, not comparable. Completely different animals. Fuck you for ending on something like that and being like, have fun waiting two years. Oh, is it two years? 2025. Uh, Assuming the writer's strike doesn't push it back. That's true. (laughs) So, honestly, as much as I had fun with this, 
I would really like to see Fast 11 not do as well because people kind of got burned on it. Mm. I doubt that's going to happen, but it'll be really fucking funny. But burn, that's not the Burn act- like that nitrous blast. <laughs> <laughs> but wait. But that's not the more. actual end of the movie. No. God, I wish. So it ends with it ends with Letty and Cypher trekking out to like an ice shelf in Antarctica. A submarine comes up and out pops Gal Gadot. She's fucking <laughs> and I, alive. And I hate it. You cannot, you categorically cannot assume that anybody in these fucking movies are dead. <laughs> Jacob will be back. I guarantee it. Hmm. God, Pro- I mean, honestly, guy. probably. Uh, Jesse. No, the other one. Which the one, one? The At one this who, point, it doesn't. The one who exploded ma- in the street race, whose name I don't know. Oh, I don't remember his name either. Yeah, but. he'll get back. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You could say the other guy. It's like, yeah, that guy died too. Yeah, hopefully. It'll be back. turn out that Cypher actually shot Elena with a blank because Jeez. Elena wanted to fake her death so she could bow out of Dom's life peacefully so he could be with Letty. Don't. That makes. That actually makes sense. Don't give them that. And I it'll can give see them that the happening. Perfect excuse to have Cipher join the team. I could, I could see them doing that. I could actually see that playing out in the. No. God, I'm so good. No, you're not. You're. I evil. should write for Universal. <laughs> if they no, were on strike. On, yeah, see, so, but then you'd be on strike, and you're you wouldn't right. be getting paid. <laughs> uh, I'm already not getting paid. That's fair. <laughs> oh no but, but the crown jewel of the movie oh my god we've been talking about this for so long the crown jewel <laughs> of the movie comes at the very end the, the post credit scene and we were lap. I was laughing like a goddamn hyena oh yeah I, 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 I let out a pretty good laugh and I felt so bad for the people sitting in the row in front of us what <laughs> happens is you see some people in I don't know FBI gear I guess break into a building Mm-hmm. They're surveying the place, it's alone, a phone picks up, beep. Yeah, I know I got it in for Dom because he was behind the wheel, but your hand pulled the trigger that killed my father. The and devil's like, coming no. for you, lawman. Mm-hmm. And the guy pulls down his mask, and it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson back as Luke Hobbs! <laughs> the hierarchy of power in the Fast and Furious universe is about to change! <laughs> you know what's very <laughs> You know what's very unfortunate? What's actually very unfortunate about that? Yeah, is that the movie actually gave that away a good twenty seconds before he takes his face mask off, because when he pulls up the when he pulls up his gun, it's the same fucking revolver that he's had every time he shows up in these movies. Oh my god! Which I think is like a Taurus Judge or something like that. But what's funny is that that didn't register in my brain. I saw the revolver. It's like, ooh, Taurus Judge. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, and then I, after I let, after we parted ways, I got in my car, I realized I was like, fuck! <laughs> so apparently, just... th- this was shot very recently, which means mm. that the man was banking on Black Adam harder than I thought. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay, look, if he wasn't such a ridiculously high paid actor, I-, I wouldn't be laughing because, like, genuinely, when people's big breaks fall through, it's a shame. But it's a fucking rock. He'll recover. He doesn't even fucking need to recover. Man can do whatever no, he, he wants. So I find yeah. this really fucking funny. <laughs> it's it's my just fucking like, Joker moment. No, and it's just like when they reveal his face, it's kind of done with. I want to say if I remember right, it's done with like this whole like drum roll and then like a small moment of silence because it's supposed to be really serious, and I just let out, like, a massive, like, loud laugh, because it's like, nah, 
Nah, son. <laughs> the best part is I knew it was coming because the rap spoiled it in advance. And I was holding on to that Wait. all fucking week. Wait, the rock spoiled it? No, the rap. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they leaked that post credit scene in advance of the movie coming out, like, right at the premiere. <laughs> so I've been holding on to that all week. Not telling you. <laughs> and I'm very happy about that. So then he ends I'm... by saying, Why well, ain't exactly hard to find, you some bitch. <laughs> And crushes the phone. Crushes the phone. With his hand. <laughs> and you know the funny thing? This isn't an observation by me. Somebody else pointed out. I don't remember I don't remember where I saw it. They fucked up the order of operations and how they show these ending scenes if you wanted to... It, if you assume that the audience doesn't have inside baseball knowledge of the Rock and Vin <laughs> Diesel feuding. Because from an in-universe perspective... Hobbs being back should have been the end of the movie because mm. he's alive. So there's no reason yeah. why he wouldn't come back. And the post credits should have been Gal Gadot coming back because she's supposed to be dead. So that's the actual surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, it's just so fucking funny that he's back after all that shit. And don't get me wrong, I don't blame him for I, I wouldn't blame him for not coming back because especially not after that fucking passive aggressive bit Vin Diesel pulled. But yeah. Jesus Christ. This is so fucking funny. The even funnier part is, I'm still not entirely convinced this means he's back for Fast 11. Or 12. I could I could see, considering that he just came back in a post credit scene, and we only saw Jason Statham for one moment before he fucked off, as much as I hate to say it, I could see them doing a Hobson Shaw too. I'm pretty sure that was already confirmed to be in the works at some point. Oh, was it? In 2020 it was announced. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that'll... So, I don't know if they're, if they're going to put out something next year that might be the thing that tie, that kind of ties people over until the next movie. Maybe. There's also supposed to be a female-focused spinoff, which is probably, I assume, what... It, it's hard to tell if these ideas have been folded into Fast 11 and Fast 12 or if they're going in addition to those. Because the way I see it, the ending and the post-credits could just as easily be setting off, setting up that spinoff and Hobbs and Shaw 2 rather than... Right. Oh, they're all coming together. They'll probably still all come together in Fast 12, but... Oh, yeah. Knows? Yeah, there's going to be 12 of these, by the way. Yeah, God, what a fucking trip. Mm -hmm. What a long road it's been. <sighs> and I still haven't seen all of them, even. The end of the road begins. What a yes. fucking mess. <laughs> what an absolute fucking mess of a movie. Mm. Like, I... <sighs> God. <laughs> I should hate this. Because this is I, really bad. It's a bad movie, but it actually was entertaining the entire time. And especially because the more I think about it, the more you can see them really straining to stretch it out and accommodate mm. the fact that, like, the last several movies, Dom has kind of been off on his own from everybody. Yeah. And it feels like... Is, is that because Vin is becoming unbearable on these? Or <laughs> what's going on here? Yeah, no. But, oh, man. So, I, I am glad I saw this, though. And yeah. with some hesitation, I'm kind of looking forward to Eleven. Yeah, this is unfortunately, for me, it's one of those things where it's like, Okay, I am now committed. I mean, I've always been committed, but it's like, yeah, no, I can't, like, not see these movies now yeah. just because of how they ended the, this one. You got anything else? No. <laughs> not right. even a little. I've exhausted everything. <laughs> this went on for forever. I got yes, no more gas in the tank. 
Mm. I'm all on a I'm all on a nitrous oxide too. <laughs> Quinjet charger. I guess I'll just get I guess I'll just get blown up by this dam now. Anyways. Mm. <laughs> thanks so much for listening, everybody. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe. If you saw Fast X, tell us what you thought of this absolute mm. car wreck of a movie. <laughs> Make sure to follow on TikTok, Twitter. Spotify, Google Podcasts, you don't have to do any of this. Um, do, do whatever you feel brings you peace. Right. Next week, I've got a little bit of a dilemma. Mm. Because it seems pretty open and shut for you. Because our options are The Machine, Little Mermaid, or About My Father. Probably The Machine for me. Right. And here we yeah. run into the problem of, I really want to see The Machine, but The Little Mermaid is probably the bigger talking point. Fair. And I also want to see about my father just for the peacock murder. (laughs) (laughs) Also fair. So I'm kind of at a crossroads. I really don't think I have it in me to see three this weekend, but I guess we'll find out. Oh, yeah. In any case, this has been Under the Bridge with Cody, a.k.a. the Scarlet Troll. And with Greg, a.k.a. Greg. And we will catch you guys next week. Goodbye, everybody. Tip your waitress and pay your writers. Pay your writers.